nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good morning and welcome to uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, the, uh, the morning edition. Uh, we got a new guest, our guest host, co-host. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, Robert, uh, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing well. And then we got a, a sneak. <laughs> we got an extra, yeah. <laughs> with Royce. See that much closer. Than <laughs> Apologies. Um, yeah, I know we got a second guest, but, but go over there, son. Go, <laughs> go, bud. Good lord, what a mess. Um, it's it's not that early, but it's still early. So, yep, we're uh, we're doing a bunch of cleaning around here. I gotta go fix a toilet after this, and it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday in the uh, in the life of a dad and a homeowner. So, living the dream, boys, living the dream. Then there's Rafa in the bottom corner here. How are you? Uh, where, where are you off to this week? Um, I guess I think Judas preached tomorrow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Go see them. All right. 50th anniversary show. The um, exact uh, opposite of a. <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen Judas Priest live. I saw them at Ozfest uh, when they had their first reunion with Rob Halford. I think that was 2005 or six. That was pre-kids seven? is what you're saying? That was awesome. Uh, yeah, very much so. That was uh, College Royce. Had a great time, that concert. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, they put on a good show. Too, so we'll see how that goes. How that goes for the game. So last night was a interesting night, to say the least. San Antonio FC did come away with a 2-1 win. Um, not the prettiest of wins again, but, uh, at this stage, I don't care how they come. Cause you know, at the end of the season, the three points equal three points, don't matter how they look to get in there. So, uh, to me, I guess the first thing to kind of get started out is who wasn't there, um, at this point here, uh, injuries, uh, came out, uh, Patino, um, which, you know, there were some rumors, uh, floating around that possibly he would be back. Um, but still held out again. Uh, Beckford, uh, Deshane Beckford had a lower body energy and money uh, was out. And he's the big one that had an update. Um, he's out at least 12 weeks due to a successful shoulder surgery, um, which at the end of the 12 weeks, he'll be uh, re-evaluated at that point here. So uh, we'll start with you, Royce. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, on the injury front? Yeah. Bubba, you gotta go. You gotta stay over He's there, fine. son. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer. Um, this is uh, kind of similar. We at least have a timetable. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to build off similarities from Patino last season. Um, whenever they announced he had a stress fracture, and let's we'll figure out when he's ready. And that's what I told y'all is. That, you know, it's very similar to um, Maloney's muscle injury, where it could be it be could be great in two days, it could be great in two years. You you never know; those are fickle. Um, and with uh, Patino with a stress fracture, kind of the same thing. It's bone, but it's not like you clean break it and it builds it back. A stress fracture can take a while to heal, and we saw that last season. Uh, who knows what happened with um, uh, Mane? Um, Twelve weeks for a shoulder. That's typically uh, labrum. Um, stop. Uh, that's typically labrum, or um, uh, which the labrum kind of connects the shoulder to each other. Um, uh, whenever you get a quick, I can explain a lot about that. It's it's not fun. It it, it hurts a lot. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's a collar. I don't think it's a collarbone because collarbones typically take uh, a bit quicker to heal unless it's displaced, and then they have to put um, hardware on it. Um, um, but yeah, um, it it stinks. Uh, he's out three months. That's a that's At a least. big chunk of the season. Yeah, that he'll probably be out half the season. Um, it, I'll try to be the ever optimist on this. Um, it means he'll be ready to go and he'll be fresh for the second half, which can be very, very good. And, and with his speed and with his skills, man, that could be that, that he could be, a, he could be a killer in the second half of the season for us. Um, so you can have Deshane, um, and hopefully Deshane's all right. Um, and you have Patino up top. Um, and Deshane has speed for days. He just doesn't have the experience that Monte has. Um, but man, it, it stinks. There's no other ifs, ands. That's about it. It stinks. Uh, I think instead of signing two USL players, they sign Mane, and for him to be out that long, that hurts. And we're gonna mm-hmm. have to we're gonna have to look for some depth for sure. Uh, we need to make a signing or two, uh, which uh, we may tease later on that um, some interesting developments are occurring, not for forwards <laughs> but for the back line. So, Rafa, um, your thoughts on this? Um, the once again, the injury bug, even though we went light on preseason, the injury bug hitting us again in the beginning of the season for us. It was like with Dylan last year. It took him a while to get back. and But someone else ended up stepping up. And what I think the problem is, especially yesterday, um, and Harry talked on this while we're doing our little watch party. Um, we need death. And then we need death up front. And we're and depth all over to be honest. Well, yeah. So that and then we were kind of lucky that we were able to get that win up because I think if we played some of one of the top elite teams, we probably would have been ran out of that of the stadium because we we just sort of ran out of gas. Um, I think they do need to look for another forward. You know, hopefully someone. I don't know. It's going to come from the MLS because of MLS next. We may have to go down to South America again. Maybe find another, <laughs> another uh, Nathan, you know, Nathan, or or you know Pirano. You know he could be there. Um, I don't know if, it, if if there's anyone in the even the academy system's ready to step up. You know, and I don't think we have that player. So they're gonna have to find someone quick. Uh, as far as Beckford, I, I know he looked a little limp in the last game, and when he got subbed out, I think he took a shot, I think, on the foot. So hopefully he'll be back. I think they're probably too, you know, being precautious with him. Uh, hopefully with Patino, the same thing. Hopefully he's ready for the next one because it's a rivalry game. We need, to, we need to go down there and kick RGV's butt and steal three points from them So just before the big match was with Phoenix. So hopefully we can get that out of death. We'll see what – Marcina's going to do with, you know, with the front office about getting someone else in. And then also, if you kind of look at the, even our kind of our center mids were kind of looking a little, little winded. So I think we need to add some, some backup for Mo and, and for, uh, especially PC. PC's been getting banged up. I feel, I feel, I'm sure he's taking plenty of those ice baths. He has, he has been getting assaulted. Good yeah. Lord, man. Yeah, he did. Another game where people just went at him. And he got knocked down so many times, and we'll talk about the ref later on. No <laughs> call. No call. No, no, Car- no. I will die on this hill. Carter Manley does not get a yellow card in this if the ref knows what he's doing. Uh, who was it that took the ball up? Um, it may have been PC. I think it was uh, I think it was Shannon, though. Shannon took it on the right side. Yeah. And a Galaxy player from behind just knocks him over, just pushes him, and he goes flying grabs the ball and takes it back up and uh, gets a yellow card. Um, and that's when Carter Manley got his yellow card. That's a mm-hmm. foul. He just shoves him from behind, doesn't even challenge the ball. And the ref's like, yeah, that's fine. And then the pretty much a similar thing happens. Uh, Manley comes and knocks him with his elbow, goes shoulder to shoulder, knocks him on the elbow, gives him a yellow. It's like, what? what? No. And he won that ball clean, no. too. He got his body in position. For that, that, that ref had no. He does not. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to there, that. But we'll, we'll we'll get there. But we're talking about the team now. Uh, there's a bit of an injury crisis right now. Um, uh, but the players that 
we were hoping would show up have absolutely shown up, and that's the back line. The wingers have looked great. Um, Bonilla has looked, has looked amazing. Uh, we were kind of unsure uh, with the preseason, but he has looked um, like the best keeper in the league. Did you, um, did you see that save? Uh, yeah, the did double save. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, Robert, you know what? You talk that about legit. that. You, you have you have college oh, uh, I, keeper experience. Fire away on that, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that uh, that reflex, just to have that instinct to throw that foot back there like that, that was just like amazing because you even saw it in that guy's face in the replay. He was just like he he his eyes got big. It was like a gift right there. And then yeah, he he threw that leg out. Oh gosh. That 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 stuff is just straight instincts and reflexes. Like you said, he's he has the full package though when you watch him though. He's like tall, he's athletic. And he's starting to show command of the back line. You can hear him getting more and more vocal. Well, considering there was no crowd, you can hear everything. But the one big <laughs> you can hear everything. Are they the but one? I agree with this. The one big improvement for Bonilla is his hands, and that was his big. That was our biggest concern with us with his hands because we saw some videos from his previous teams. He was not. He didn't have good hands, and you got to tip your hat to La Madrid. He he's really worked with him, and I think he's. I mean, Bonilla had, could, could literally be the best, like I said, best keeper in the USL. I mean, just, you know, look what he's been able to do these last few months working with La Madrid. And and La Madrid has that pedigree making ordinary keepers into superstars. And he's done it the last few years. And and then... I mean, let, let's not... I'm not saying let, crown yeah. Let, let's let's not the um. Give what, what, yeah, what, let's not give disservice to Bonilla. He was. I mean, he's a Colombian yeah. national team keeper. Let's not say that. But at the same time, yeah, um, he's whether he really has improved. Whether he was kind of left alone by himself on the goals in the preseason, he has looked uh, uh, like a, a world class keeper for sure. So let's get into uh, the game here and starting lineups here. Uh, let's see here if I can click this right here. So San Antonio FC came out with Dylan up top. Collier making his initial start. Uh, David Lorera uh, making his initial start uh, for San Antonio FC. And then everybody else was pretty much the same. Maloney, PC, Abu, Gomez. Or, uh, yeah, Gomez, right? Yeah, Shannon Gomez. Tanner, Garcia, Manley, and Bonilla. Uh, we'll start with you, Robert. Your thoughts when you saw the lineup come out? It, it was what you expected. I mean, considering the limited options up front, you know, like I said, the, uh, I mean, I, I, uh, the back line is solid. You know, it was kind of like what we were thinking. You know, the, uh, and they played, they played tough considering, you know, we need some additional players like that. Um, I mean, I, it, they played well. I mean, considering on the road, that's a tough one. You never can uh, – uh, in the USL, winning on the road is the hardest thing. So I, I was pretty pleased with what they came out, how they came out. Rafa, any any thoughts on the uh, lineup? It's like what Robert said is, you know, the only change was going to be for Beckford and for, you know, up front and then see Collier up front too, you know, you know switch it with him. And then Laura – I think Laura needed to be in the starting lineup. I think he needs to stay there. Just he just oh yeah. He just he just commands a lot with the ball and reminds me of a couple of players that we used to have and and he, he he brings a lot of attention and I think that that's gonna end up helping, you know, did help a little bit with Dylan and also Collier not get double team and so forth. So hopefully he'll stay on the he's he'll stay on the remaining starting eleven the rest of the way. But as far as the rest, like I said, it's what we started last week. Uh, you know, solid defending, solid midfield. You know, just the question is how how is the front three gonna gonna react and and do and be able to produce? Fear the skullet. That's the new Lorea. <laughs> Any thoughts on on the lineup there, Royce? It's David. Or I'm sorry, David Lob Era. Come on, let's get it right. Um, Lob Era. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it it really. Um, there you go, Carlos. Hold on. There are big moments happening right now. <laughs> I'm watching the I'm watching the race. I'm sorry. I'm super distracted. Uh, as far as the lineup goes, it, it's pretty much what we had to have it. Um, just because of injury, because of um, just players that weren't available. Obviously, our forwards are uh, our forwards are pretty um, uh, light, unfortunately, right now. Um, but uh, 
I, I thought it was exciting. We we would see a similar thing to what I think is was going to be what's going to be the normal thing uh, with um, like two strikers up top with Collier and Patino most likely, and then like a ten in the back. Uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's what we saw with that with that that up top. Larrell is going to be kind of free, trying to get the ball to those guys and, and that. So, and that made a difference because when we started the attacks up front, yeah, he brought the juice. Like seriously, he he commanded attention. So where like it would leave those other guys a little bit more wide open. Your thoughts? Your finishing thoughts, there, Royce? Sorry, yeah. Apologies. Uh, oh, you're fine. My kids all were doing a soccer podcast, so he wants to play FIFA. <laughs> he has no idea how to play FIFA on his iPad, so <laughs> he's asking me for help. And I'm like, buddy, if awesome. you can't play it, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, where was I going? Anyway, I was hoping we'd see what we were supposed to see. Um, how I think uh, Martina is really trying to set up, and I, I should have sent you a lineup, but it's fine. But three in the back, the usual three in the back. Uh, basically four in the middle, PC, Abu, and then the wingers on the outside, and then a 10 in front of them, and then two forwards up top. And I think that's how they're trying to um, how they're trying to set up. Uh, and that would be uh, either uh, David Loera or Beckford as the 10 in front of the midfield. And then the two strikers would either be Patino, Dylan, or Collier. That's why you have three strikers. Um, and so this kind of set up exactly how you wanted it to set up. Um, and I think... Uh, uh, Loera really showed um, exactly what you can do in that position. He really helped out the mid he came back and helped out the midfield a lot uh, in that first match. And and there are different tactical goals for the different against the different teams that they're playing. But Beckford really made a lot of runs forward and he made a lot of dangerous runs forward with the ball and he looked great. Loera played a very different position uh, and he stayed back. Um, and he really helped out the midfield a lot. Uh, and we saw that in one of the preseason matches, I think it was against FC Dallas, uh, where we gave up the five goals and we switched positions at halftime. Loera came on and he was more in the midfield. And that's something that um, uh, the the third degree uh, told us, uh, Buzz from the third degree told us uh, when he watched the preseason match was, well, it looks like instead of three forwards, you guys have three in the midfield now and two forwards. And that's what that told me. Oh, they probably put Loera back as a 10 and he's helping out the midfield. And that's exactly what he did in this match. And he really stabilized the midfield a lot. Um, and he looked great doing it in the formation. Uh, we dominated that midfield. Um, where we did not dominate was the wings because our wingers kept getting too far uh, forward and left a lot of space in, in, in between. And that's when Manly and, and Manly and um, Taintor really had to go out, which Speaking of, congratulations to Mitch Taintor on your 150th USL match. That's a career. That's a career. Yeah, that's uh, sure. that's amazing. And for him to still play at the high level he's playing at and to be man of the match, dude, legend. Nice. Um, yeah, for sure. So that's really what that uh, what the formation showed. That's really how we played, and uh, it was it was pretty stable. Uh, the only times we kind of we lost it, like I said, where when we lost it on the wings, um, and that's just because our uh, the wingers just kept getting forward to try to help out in the attack, and there there wasn't a lot of cover for them. Um, but that also meant that uh, Abu and PC were really trying to cover a lot of ground in the midfield, and they looked winded uh, yeah, by the end of this match. Yeah. Um, Speaking of PC, uh, the big news uh, all week was the kits, uh, the black. Black on black kits, and lo and behold, we have silver now. <laughs> to be fair, go I think figure. the big yeah, go figure. <laughs> I think the big news of the week is that uh, SAFC has had a perfect start. We are six points out of six points, two and zero. Oh. A lot of teams can't well, say that, during including the week, Phoenix. That was, yes, <laughs> Phoenix. Uh, Spoiler alert: Phoenix uh, did not do well. But uh, to me, like I said here, I'm happy that they listened to the fans and, and to the media, and, and I'm, I'm assuming probably a little bit uh, USL Championship. Uh, you know, Uncle Jake came down and said, "Hey, you need to make some adjustments again." Uh, any, you know, just quick thoughts. Anything different you would have done outside of what they did? I would have said, uh, "We're ballers. We're gonna have black names, <laughs> black numbers. Suck it." Yeah, no, yeah. sorry. <laughs> and of course, the photo that. is via, uh, you know, the photo is via the San Antonio FC communications team. And thank you, Kevin and guys. So, 
So moving to the game here. Let's see, get the YouTube lined up here. Had a good picture of uh, Coach Marcina to start out with. Looking like Ted Lasso. Yeah, he's looking like Ted Lasso. <laughs> Game kicks off an announced crowd. Of I, have to, I have to say, with those Puma shoes and what uh, what Marcina was wearing, I the first time I saw him, I was like, "Dude, okay, okay, Puma. All right, this is I. I liked I liked the I liked the coaching outfit. I thought Marcina looked sharp as hell. I thought that was great. Yeah. And I will say, uh, LA had an announced crowd of 500, and the only reason why they had an announced crowd of 500 is because they did it after the MLS Galaxy game. Uh, for that here, if not, um, I don't know if people know this, you cannot get tickets to the game. So the only way you would have been able to see this game would have been if you went to the Galaxy game first, because uh, uh, Los Dos is not selling tickets this year for their fans. So we're about 500 in that. Is that to like save on concessions or something or employee cost or like it just seems odd? I just it's I, I don't understand it myself personally. Well, first I don't understand how the league allows it. Uh, number one, because this is a Division Two league uh, along those lines. Um, if LA, in my opinion, LA should have went to MLS next uh, MLS next Pro if this is how they were going to treat. It. That's sure. you know, but. I have a feeling that um, Uncle Jake, Jake uh, said, hey, can we keep four teams just to keep numbers inflated for USL, you know, to be, because if not, that would have been at 23 teams as opposed to 27 teams. Mm -hmm. So, which then you'd almost have to do, you could have done what a, a, US, a uh, EFL championship bracket uh, or table where it's just one table with the 23 teams. If not, you'd be doing 12 and 13 so I don't know, but here is the start of the play at about nine minutes and 15 seconds. You see on to the right side, here comes Gomez, he'll take it into space. Dunbar defending the cross, I should say Vaughn defending. And the David Labera, baby. What a bit of skill. What a bit of skill. Just bringing back the goosebumps. That's just amazing. Well, that was lightning quick on the camera. That was sick. That is some goal for... And uh, he obviously deserves that number 10 jersey. Ah, oh, what a bit of skill. What a bit of skill. And I will say that that uh, Los Dos keeper really showed his inexperience a lot in this match, and he found himself in no man's land a lot. He was just kind of running around, kind of ball chasing, um, and not, not at all. Yeah. yeah, he looked real confident out there. Any thoughts on the goal outside of just the class? That was a good pass that set it up just yeah, to get it. It was Gomez, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Gomez. Gomez assist from which a big thing that SAFC really wanted this season were wingers that could cross. And we have two wingers that can cross, except I do know, um, I, I do know the, the boys on a uh, Puro SAFC. Um, they were saying that, uh, you are, you always know when Maloney's going to cross. Um, and yeah, he kind of, he kind of lets you know he's going to cross it. But at the same time, that's not bad if your forwards can beat the uh, the, the defenders. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, for sure. But, no, that cross from Gomez was – yeah, I'm I'm all aboard the David Loera and oh, yeah. Shannon Gomez hype trains for sure. That was that was wonderful. And, of course, Fearless that gullet. was yeah. David's first goal and Gomez's first assist uh, nice. you know, since joining the team uh, for that here. So – Rafa, uh, you and I kind of talked about this here, and then we'll start with you, and then Royce and Robert can kind of comment on the Los Dos goal here coming up. Forward, Harvey amongst the targets, and Jalen Neal in there along with Judd, the chief targets. And for Danny Aguirre on that far side. Here is Aguirre playing into the area. The shot on goal, they score. Carlos Aguirre. The shot on goal, they score. Because we let, left him so mindful there. Look at that. Look, you can see He's all alone right here. And no one took notice uh, the backside. And I think and you can't blame Manley for that because he is covering the post. So that's where he's supposed to be at. But So would it have been Dylan or, or one of the, uh, Collier? Yeah, Collier Dylan should have not followed. The th you see, you have four guys. On, well, really five. There's a man, 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 man. 
Like, but even when he's pulling off the post, it's like he noticed. Yeah. So it's, someone should have stayed back, you know, because we had the numbers that covered the the, the front. And basically, this was like a this was a sit play by LA Galaxy to clear out, you know, for for that shot. And and we fell for that one. And like I said, you can put the blame either Collier or Dylan not stay, staying put with 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 their shooter there. Or would Garcia be too deep if yeah, you get these two up? It right. almost seems like they're playing man, though, right? With yeah. the exception of these three. And then that's the thing. No one communicated to stay to stick to or to look around. They're, they were basically looking at the ball instead of looking at the man. And that's and that's and that's the error right there. Had they stayed with their player, one of them would have stayed there, and that shot would never would never have happened. Royce, your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's pretty, but it's pretty obvious how SAFC sets up for these uh, for these corners. They always have somebody on the uh, near post. Um, they always have the three center backs directly in front of the keeper, and then everybody else kind of plays man to man. So it's kind of a uh, a zone man to man hybrid. Um, and in this case, they kind of bit him in the butt. Now the big thing that happened um, is that where 27 kind of loses it and, and what needs to happen on this play. Um, so it's up to, uh, it's up to Garcia to kind of look and to figure out uh, where um, who's, who's loose um, at the same time. Moe's at the top of the box is fine. Loera's there for the um, looking for the short corner, um, but somebody has got to pick him up. And what happened, if you look, um, I think it's 31 for Los Dos. This is what I saw. Um, right here. We're, yeah, we we're watching. He's holding the guy that's trying to go back to to. So it's there's a, holding in the box that the ref completely ignores. He's trying to get back we'll, to cover we'll get to that, that guy. He sees it. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah, which that's why this play happens is because um, wh- whoever 31 is holding um, sees what's happening. He's trying to get back and he's basically tackled for no call. Um, Manly tries to get out and you'll see, and typically this is what happens is the guy that's closest to the goal happening. Um, that's typically not his fault and it's not Manly's fault. Manly's covering and he even, he almost gets out to the guy in time. The problem is that 31 completely holds, uh, the player that's actually going to try to make a play on the ball. Um, and the ref, it happens right in the front right of the ref and the ref just, it may be, it might be Collier that he holds up. Uh, but that's pretty much what happened there was um, the there was a, it was a pick play. It was a pick yeah. play that yeah, should have been called for a foul. Yeah. And um, it was the, well run by Los Dos. You no, know, it, it was it was a very, and the goal, that, the that goal half was volley. That half volley is, is class. And to be honest, Bonilla almost even gets a hand on it, which is insane. But that that's the big that's the big thing is uh, it was a pick play. It was well done, but it wasn't a legal pick play. But hey, you know, if it's, if you get away with it. And it doesn't matter. It, it it's only stealing if you get caught, you know. So <laughs> that's uh, that's what happened there, and it was a great finish. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about this uh, ref having a very tough game, and I'm going to write his name down because I hope we <laughs> never have to uh, suffer through this crap again. Red card. Adrian Gonzalez issued a red card here with the second yellow. Oh, they don't show it. Which that the reason that was a yellow was because the the ball's gone and he still tries to kick to win the ball even though the ball's on the other foot. So he he kicks he kicks the SAFC player um, and nowhere near the ball and that's why he gets the second yellow. Like if you're on a yellow, you can't do that. And he yeah. he did that. So there you go. He he put the decision in the ref's hands. He's seen that the ref has made some bad decisions. That's on the play. <laughs> yeah. And that was right after Tainer got Tainer got his. So come on ahead, Dylan, working on Doyle here. Here's the cross into the area. Good job oh, no, by Barney to clear it out, but Dylan will keep it alive. Now Maloney. There it is. Yeah. Loreira and a foul against Carlos Harvey. Yeah, like I said, the ball's gone, and the dude kicks um, kicks Maloney try to win the ball, even though the ball's gone. And so it's a clear second yellow. Clear second yellow. Maloney does well. That clip for, for first time. There it is, right there. Yeah, the back. And that is in the foul that was just called. 
but earlier down. So, LA went down to me, which was <laughs> good. And then Jonathan said, "Yeah, and then tweet, yeah, and then and then, saying, hey, and then on the on the ensuing um on the ensuing kickoff, yeah." So I'm gonna start with you uh, on on this one here, Rafa, because we, when we were talking in the chat here, you you uh, you thought this was a perfect play. Yeah, I mean, look at the clear out on this from the left chain are all what he what he does in on set pieces on the air, especially in the air. Lenore marked him up, got the back, he got plenty of space on the backside, and just buried that header. I mean, you can't get better than, better than that. So that's a, a great, boo, play. Just great play. And yeah, you got to give a boo. He can serve him up, man. <laughs> you know, he serves. He, he, and that's the one thing with with Muhammad. He really knows how to serve those balls within the six that give us an opportunity to get those headers in. And like I said, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pass, a beautiful goal. Tanner with a over the Ronaldo celebration with a little Sue. <laughs> there you go. Bam. <laughs> that announcer's so fired up. He's, <laughs> He's just so fired up. You heard it? <laughs> the announcer's crazy. Just look at the look at the height he gets. It. I mean, the, it's worth it. yeah. that's a tough angle shot to score on. All right, so, so oh, let let me get my comment on the Taintor goal Royce, real quick breathe, before yeah. we go to the <laughs> breathe, madness breathe. that I, I don't understand. So the Taintor goal is great. It was a mirror, not a mirror image, but it was a replica. It was the exact same thing as the goal against San Diego last season where Abu serves it up to um, – was it Patino? No, it was Nathan. Nathan that Nathan, finished yeah. it in the corner. It was basically the exact same thing. Uh, you love to see it, and if we can continue that Taintor, that Abu to Taintor um, combination on set pieces, uh, we are sitting pretty, my friends. Um, let's uh, keep that going. That was a wonderful connection for sure. And and the thing is, nobody marked Taintor. He was all by himself. He was so alone that he didn't even have to jump. He just ran in and headed headed it in. So. Bad marking by uh, Lozos, but a wonderful service by Abu and a wonderful header by Taintor. 2-1. Good guys. And Stelpa Man, until now. So, by the way, if you look at the clock, two minutes later. Yeah. I don't understand this. I don't get it. There is no contact with the ref. That was that was the initial thing. I know Czech said that. Oh, it looks like he ran into the ref. It wasn't. That no, he, he got the he got the car. He the. How was that a straight red? Yeah, that is it, not to make what it had. It had to be a makeup call. Like the ref is thinking, yeah. it, it that's it like not even a yellow. That might be a foul. I mean, I, th yeah. I, I think, think the, it's a foul. I, I don't even think that's a foul. I think that's a both of you get up, you flopped, you may have contacted him. That's not even a that's not even a yellow. It's not even a foul. If it's a foul, it's a penalty. I don't even think it's a penalty. Actually, I think it, actually it was not a penalty because it's, the ball hasn't been in play. Yeah, the ball wasn't kicked. It it like if you go when the store start of the contact, yeah, he has not kicked the ball. Yeah. So that's a talking to. That's like See, right how was here, that a red? The fouls are he's already he's already in the process yeah, of calling and the, the foul ball hasn't and the even ball hasn't kicked. been kicked. So yeah. that's why it was a corner kick. I think the reason why it was a red is judge is who is 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 who Collier hugged down. I wouldn't say tackled because I don't think it was, but I think just that flip where they were going one direction and then you could see where he how 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 uh, judge sold it as he sold it that he actually pulled him hard and that caused them both to go down now i think on the other that's other not a red that's gonna uh, come up. red red is a dangerous play that puts an opposing it's player not, in in physical harm there's nothing player. harmful about that if it was a in the box play now. then it's a red but that i mean that's not even a yellow it's not even it's not even a yellow. It's not even a foul. It's a all right. You two are. That's enough. That it's it's embarrassing. 
it's it, that's embarrassing, and that's got to be rescinded. That's that's got to be another. It's not going to be rescinded that, though. It, 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 it that's got to be rescinded. rescinded. That's not a. It's not a red card. It's not. It's not even a yellow card. It, it's baffling. I. I don't I'm, disagree with you, but it's it's it's. It, it just seemed like a makeup call. Like they just had to, like it's the ref up. They need to even it up. Yeah. Like it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's poor refereeing. That's all it is. It's poor. It's poor officiating. There's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. It's it's poor officiating. It's appalling. Um. That's got to get reviewed by whatever board pro sports have. If they have, or pro officials, if they have a board to review. Embarrassing. Last season, we had a red card rescinded, and I kind of get where the ref was going, but at the same time, if he would have taken two seconds to think about the physics of a ball going straight up or um, Kamiri kicking someone, then, yeah, uh, if you take two seconds to think about the physics, yeah, okay, Kamiri got to the this ball. This is a better replay on, on this side here. I think Tulsa had one rescinded too last week. They had let's that see. one taken back. The let's, suspension. Let's see what happened. No, that that's not that's not even a yellow. It's not even a wrestle. I think there's a red right there. You see how he put his hand on the ref? He didn't look at the other replay. He never. He, well, he might have said something to the ref, and that's why he pulled the red. You see, that's like I said. You like to say that's not a red call. Red card there. But when no, he goes but, right here, you see that little move, that little. I think I think I the referee was just really wanting to control this game, and then he was going to decide the outcome. And he kind of he kind of stepped up. He had to have said something. Yeah, and I and I think honestly, if he was going to he was going to card him, it was going to be a yellow. But because of this, he gave him a straight red. And he kind of, and Collar kind of just fell for this. I think he should have just backed off and let him decide. Cause, and right there, that little, whatever he said to him there, just caused him to get the red, the red card. <laughs> if, uh, whenever they have, whenever they have the free media time, I, I'm, I'm considering joining that for the free the virtual meeting uh full media time. I'm taking my lunch break then because I want to ask uh, what happened. Because I, I, I from everything that I've seen, obviously we don't hear the words that are said, but everything I've seen, not, yeah, that's not even yellow. Red. Shambolic card. But I don't think it I don't think it was a red personally, but what there's uh, let me see if I can find the tweet from USL uh, Tactics. Here, let me just go here. So let's go. In 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 USL alone, um, and we're not even talking about the uh, Jack McCarthy stomp and uh, in, in MLS uh, last night, which is just if you haven't seen that, it's just yeah. Did you oh, see that terrible. for Nashville? And he tried to argue. Yeah, just uh, he tried to said he tried he had the audacity to go. What are you talking about? I didn't even. Yeah. He backheeled the crap out of a RSL player. I'm sorry, that was. I'll, yeah, I'll show. He shoved him in the back. He threw him down. <laughs> so in USL last night alone, um, or, or we'll, we'll even go Red Atlanta United. No, that was uh, that was Wednesday. So Atlanta United Red Bulls. So this week alone, Atlanta United New York Red Bulls uh, each had a red in their game. Uh, red Bulls got another red in the game yesterday. So that's three. Uh, San Antonio and, and LA Galaxy each had red. So that's five. Hartford got a red against Pittsburgh. Indy got a red against Tampa. Monterey got a red against Colorado Springs. Legion got a red against Tulsa, and RGV got a red against. Uh, Orange County. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten reds this week alone. And one week of action. And some of them are yet yeah, some of them are the, the the two cautions and through there. I know uh USL tactics, uh or not USL tactics, the USL show um you know pointed out you know that reds are just flying at, at an extremely 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 high rate one two three four five six seven eight so there was like 10 or you know i think there's what 14 reds on the on the week just two weeks in 
So, but as much as we want to complain about uh, the referees, it's on the players because some of it, you know, T- taking away ours, which we don't know if something was said or t- it was touched because, you know, like Rafa said, I don't think he initially planned on giving him a red for, you know, for, you know, for, you know, for the, for the foul, but it was the player's reaction. And we do know that there is an emphasis this year uh, on player referee interaction. Uh, we'll say here and, Right or wrong, that's 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 how they're calling it. Robert, any thoughts on the red? I, like you're saying, I mean, just it just seemed like a makeup call. It just seemed like the ref was need, feeling the need to even the score because you know, you know, they were probably complaining, you know, about what happened. Being that it was a, it was a touch foul, but an accumulation deal. So in my mind, I just think it, he just felt the need, like let's you know even the score, and he fell for like like the cell job that that guy had in the box. I mean, he embellished it um it is what it is i mean it's not uncommon for the usl we're used to the inconsistency on the refereeing to be fair so so nothing came as a surprise i mean it's just maybe he said something maybe he didn't i mean that's the only thing that kind of made sense possibly is that he got a little aggressive in, in what he was saying to him who knows but uh like i said they need to rescind it they need to look at it like royce was saying because they did it for tulsa they rescinded that suspension on the, the for last week that was that was a bad one though the dude didn't even tell <laughs> This one so, barely the same. I mean, he barely. It's a soccer play, though. It's not like malicious. Like there was no intent. So then, uh, I don't think there was really a whole lot after. After that, here, one second here. Yeah, I think the next highlight's literally the end of the game after this. <laughs> it was a good. It was funny to see Doyle running around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so next highlights so. there. Yeah, Charlie obviously just tried to. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. And the the uh, the videos courtesy of uh, USL Championship off of their YouTube channel and a little bit off of the ESPN uh, play to kind of go into further details on that here uh, for that here. So, but. San Antonio remains uh, unbeaten, as Royce mentioned, to uh, stay uh, atop the Western Conference standing two games in. Uh, it is uh, just the second time in club history that uh, the club has won each of its two matches, and the only other time was in 2017. And uh, if we remember, that year we went on a run, uh, what, 11, 12, 13 games, something like that? That was, that was the Billy Forbes month, where he was the very first uh, USL Player of the Month. Uh, so, that uh, that was it. April is no, it was March. Uh, March, March of uh, of 2017. Uh, it was March, April. It was both months. You're right. He was hot throughout, and then he got hurt and he slowed down. <sighs> what could have been? So, to, so you know. So my recollection of of the game here. Once we got that second, or once once we got our red, uh, the second red of the game. Um. San Antonio kind of set back, you could kind of say, because it seemed like L.A. kind of controlled the action at least going forward. Now, we were up a goal and, you know, for that here. But uh, we'll start with you, Robert. Uh, your thoughts of, of kind of setting back and how the game finished. Um, yeah, You know, yeah, I made the comment to Rafa where it seemed like we were down a man, even though it was 10 on 10. Yeah, it seemed like there's a, a combination of things. Like I said, we you had the lead. And in addition to that, I mean, they were pretty gassed. Running that counter press constantly like that with all the, the lower body and upper body injuries, I mean, the depth is going to be crucial. Like, it's just a matter of, like, you know, playing through, getting the victory on the road, you know, don't do anything crazy, nothing risky. But, no, it was a smart play. I mean, like I said, it was a combination of, uh, you know, they're, they're up and then we're gassed. So just ride out the clock. Your thoughts, uh, Royce, on, on how the game ended? Yeah, I think Robert had it right. Where um, uh, pretty simply, um, we uh, they 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 needed to uh, score. Uh, they they needed to be the aggressors, and we let them do that. And we kind of let them um, hang themselves with their own rope because we countered really well. We had a couple chances where we should have finished. We didn't quite, especially that last one where I think we had two one zero there, or two of our players against just the keeper. 
uh, and Traore just kind of uh, do the sell job. Uh, I think he should have gone to the corner, to be honest. But mm-hmm. he tried to do the sell job because uh, the center back for uh, Los Dos, when he caught up to him, decided to throw an elbow. And Traore, I don't know if there's contact, but uh, obviously the ref had seen enough after that. But um, we countered really well against them. But at the same time, they needed to score. So we sat back, and we're comfortable out of possession. We're mm-hmm. comfortable just pressing and then countering off that press. Um and that's kind of what our system is designed for. Uh, and and like like Robert said, we were gassed. Uh, whenever they made the subs, they made those subs not necessarily for a tactical reason. It's because they were tired. Justin Dillon was doing a lot of running, especially after Collier went out with the red. Um, and he put in a heck of a shift. Um, and so he needed to get subbed out. And, and that was pretty much it. Um, uh, but I think we played it exactly how we needed to play it, uh, and the result speaks for itself. Is it time to make a call to, to Toronto, Rafa? Bring back uh, uh, Mr. Caruso? <laughs> I, I don't think that would be a bad call. Uh, at the same time, we know that Chris Lima, shout out to Chris, what's up, man? Um, we know that he's still in San Antonio. A little bit of midfield depth. I don't yeah, think he doesn't help the striking position right now. At least he helps. <laughs> yeah, at least he helps um, with um, with that PC and Yeah, especially PC getting mugged mugged by a galaxy the whole game. <laughs> um, you know uh, that. You see, and that's the thing, and that's going to take its toll on PC if they keep on doing that to him. So we do definitely need to get Def there, and especially if one one or the other's out, I think Chris Limo would be a great a great pickup for us at least to add some we're gonna we have an experienced player there they'll pick up the slack and he, and he knows the system so I, uh, hopefully they do pick him up soon and then forwards you know we, we're gonna have to go shopping around to see what what's out there to at least add a, you know some depth there especially with some of the guys out for you know for quite some time so it's not that they have to put twenty, you know, bunch of goals in. It's just to make, just have some consistency up there, and also to create chances. So, if hopefully they can find one in MLS. If not, maybe they find someone in South America that's sitting on the bench and waiting for the opportunity, like Nathan. Oh, bring back Nathan. He doesn't. He doesn't even play over there. I've been. I've been trying to watch him. He. Do, he doesn't even give any appearances at all. all right. That's having back. That's so different. They have 12 boards on their roster. That's why. It's yeah. Like, I hope they're on the phone because that would be an amazing, that would be an amazing and, sign. I mean, if that's, I mean, that's, if that's the case, I think SAFC should just say, hey, let's, let's just do this. And there's no point. I think that Brazilian team, gonna deal you, talk, you know, if he did well here and you're going to bring him back, you need to go play him. You're just, they're just going to have him sit on the bench. You know, if Spend not, some of that Jose back. money, get him back. <laughs> send, send him back over here, you know. Yeah. Next week, RGV. Uh, Friday, I don't have the exact time yet. Uh, I'm going to see about having Edson come on from down in the Valley in the Striker, Texas, to kind of preview what's going on down uh, with RGV. They came off of a uh, last-second loss in Orange County. Uh, They play Los Dos on Wednesday, and then they'll probably travel back, uh, and it's a Sunday game at 6.30 uh, Central Standard Time here. Um, I'm debating whether I want to go down there or not because I do have to work the next day. So, uh, do I want to push it? You know, push the limits there uh, for that here. But yeah, Jordan Peruza is on the bench has uh, with Toronto, but has not made uh, an appearance this year. So, for a short-term loan, that wouldn't be a bad idea uh, for that here. Thoughts on? Since we did bring up the uh, the uh, the uh, Nashville Dex uh, foul here, let me see if I can find that here because it, 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 it was it was it was bad. Like he came in hot and like just clubbed that guy and then kicked him. <laughs> like he ran him over. So, we'll, 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 I don't know if Rafa's seen this yet. I can see it. Huh? I can see it. Dude, how do you do a heel kick back into the gut? 
And of course, this is a tweet from Andy Munoz at Andy Munoz Media off of Twitter. It's embarrassing. That it's embarrassing. That's it. That's embarrassing. And he needs to see at least a five game suspension, if not ten. It's embarrassing that you can't do that. That's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Any final thoughts that we got here? Uh, like I said here, it's uh, it's L.A. It's it's you know the, the the game was pretty simple. There was one miss by by Dillon uh, in the first half where I thought that we should have went up 2-0 uh, along those lines here, and then you know when he missed, it seems like that the tide turned right after that. Um, but I thought for San Antonio FC, as far as on you know against Los Dos, I thought they did what they needed to do. It wasn't a pretty win. Um, you know, but when when they needed to step up, they did, and they come home with the three points, which which is all that you can ask for um, for that here. Uh, Robert, your your final thoughts on the the San Antonio FC and any early thoughts on RGV coming up? Oh, definitely. Like you said, I mean, they went there. It was a business trip, and they took care of business. I mean, they can say it's los uh, los those two those you know wooden spoon type teams, but the reality is, like you said, winning on the road in the USL is just it's hard. It's not easy. I mean, a lot of teams faltered. I mean, shoot, you can talk about Phoenix losing to the lights. I mean, winning on the road in the USL is tough. So, like I said, it, it uh, they took care of business, got the points. And I'm super excited for the first time to be off to a hot start. It's been so long. <laughs> it always seems like we we start out tie, 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 loss, and then all of a sudden pick up steam midway. So it's good to see them start off hot right now and just continue the momentum, you know, heading down to RGV, Death Valley. Or like a lot of teams just go to die because yes. I mean their field is huge. It's usually windy. The wind, like it's just I don't know. To me, it just seems like a tough place to play. Period. So coming back with points would be absolutely amazing. Heading into the the home home with uh, Phoenix. So. And then I will RG, say this, did you see their game? The after our so San Antonio, you know Detroit City, LA Galaxy. No disrespect to Detroit City because I think you guys will be good, but, you know, we got kind of a soft opening. I think facing RGV, coming home to play Phoenix, going back on the road to Orange County, which is not an easy place to play, um, and then coming home and playing El Paso, which I'd rather play El Paso now because right now they're struggling with the new system here. Um, They got beat by uh, New Mexico United, so... If they can go down and, and get get a point or three points uh, against RGV, um, that would be huge coming back and facing Phoenix, which Phoenix, they got off to the hard start against Monterey Bay um, in that first half. But since then, their defense has kind of, you know, gave up a, a few goals here. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, if you watch the match against the Lights last night, Lights took it to them. Um to Phoenix, you know, I'm not sure what what was going, you know, what was going on with the Phoenix lineup, but you know, they're they're still a talented team, but uh, you know, it, you know, it, it'll be something to kind of look out for what two weeks from now. Uh, Rafa, your thoughts on RGV coming up here? It's, it's important for us to go down there to get those three points. I think, I think this is a three a must win for for us, especially from last. Year. I think the difference when we went there last year, the first time around, we just didn't have like the defense, and we got we got shredded by their speed. And this is not going to be the case this time around because we got the the speed to to counter whatever uh, RGB is going to throw us. Especially, I know Frankie Lopez has had a good start, mm-hmm. but I think Tainer, Tainer, and, and Garcia. We'll be able to shut him, and then and also uh, Manly will shut him down. Manly's too because he knows he knows the system, so so it's a homecoming for him. So it's, it's I'm, I'm sure he's going to be pumped up to you know try to get three points from his old team. So and then sure. the big issue is who's going to be starting up front. You know, is is Patini going to make his debut? Um, now that we know Collard's going to probably be out for that game, hopefully Beckford will be ready to go. And like I said, uh, David's you know. I think he needs to start. I think he's gonna give he's gonna give RGV problems, you know, with a lot of with his dribbling, passing to the areas, and his creative shots. So, hopefully, like I guess we get some reinforcements back, and we can steal three points and be ready to kick Phoenix here in, in San Antonio. 
Royce, uh, before you get to uh, Daddy Duty and uh, Home, Mr. Home Improvement, uh, your final <laughs> thoughts? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get another happy flight. <laughs> let's let's start that hashtag happy flight for away game wins. Um, yeah, man, uh, perfect start to the season. Not necessarily perfect um, off the field uh, with. Um, uh, with the injuries and whatnot, uh, especially with Mane being out for three months, it's going to be rough. Uh, but at the same time, um, team looks good, and and this is honestly a huge, uh, a huge contributor to the six points that we have uh, early in the season. Is the players that they've brought back that know the system, that are comfortable in the system, and everybody else is kind of. Um, um, just kind of follow their lead on that um i was so i was so pleased when connor came back when pc came back those are your captains on and off the field um and it shows in a boo coming back it's huge signing uh, i didn't i didn't expect that but that's huge uh so it's great we look good teased it earlier but uh, yeah and uh and wanna... possible reinforcements coming up uh i uh, apparently according to <laughs> instagram well <laughs> I feel like a stalker, man. I'm Instagram and stalker. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Me too. Ja- I'm with you. I'm like, <laughs> ja- yeah. Jasser Kamiri is at Frankfurt International Airport. Um, where's he going? Who knows? But he is definitely on his way somewhere. So he has hopefully San Antonio Inger- recently. Yeah. On his profile, he still has San Antonio, Texas as his as his yes. location. So, um, and from what I've heard through certain. Um, undisclosed sources um, that um, there's some visa issues and hopefully those visa issues have been sorted out and that would be a huge contribution to this team Um, and not uh, obviously forward group is kind of lacking just because of injuries but the back line um, there's just not a lot of there's not a lot of backup there exactly you're you're, the roman holt but your backup is roman roman has looked good but at the same time he's young and he's unproven so um you can't depend on him for a whole season you can depend on for a start or two we'll see how he does but uh at the same time uh you need those proven reinforcements and jasper kamiri is was probably the best well he, he was the best center back last season uh next to courtney um and I think that would be huge for us uh, to get that in, and mainly for depth. Uh, and Jessica Mary is not a depth signing, but it's going to help with depth. So that's that's exciting. And my final thought, I'm going to kick it to Rafa uh, to kind of preview uh, Wednesday um, to get that set up. Uh, we are planning on doing our, was it soccer bracketology, uh, I think is what we've decided or whatever. Uh, I think it's Connor coming up with a name. I think he's going to he's gonna post it, I guess, on Twitter. <laughs> So we were trying to come up with some names, but yeah, we're excited uh, for Wednesday's um, possible three hour, (laughs) three to four hours. Yes. Three to four hours. Good Lord. The only live bracketology (laughs) that we do in person for Texas high school software. We're the only ones that do it live. Nobody else does it. Someone else. Intermission. We do it live. And, and we are going to have uh, Jacob, Man. who does Down in the Valley, that also covers high school sports down in the RGV area. Uh, nice. Coach Kano coming on. He has El Paso ties, and then he is also bringing on. Some from uh, the, or, the newspaper, I think, from the El Paso paper. Yeah, what was his name? Uh, from El Paso. I can see why you're looking that up real quick. Ferrari one two to start the Formula One season. That's big time, son. That's big time. All right. Felix Chavez, uh, which is the sports director for the El Paso Times. I've reached out to somebody up in the Dallas Fort Worth area to see if they'd be willing to come on, but uh, so far haven't had any feedback. But last year it was just the three of us. This year uh, we're going to have at least somebody that covers uh, the El Paso side over in West Texas. And also somebody that covers you know a little bit more in the valley outside of Rafa uh, for that here and like said here. So we're still trying to work to see if maybe we can get maybe you know uh, somebody in Austin and maybe somebody over in Houston uh, to go through there. But at least at that point, we're going to have four, uh, four, well, four uh, Coach Cano, Rafa, Jacob, and Felix, and and then I'll be kind of the person clicking the clicking the buttons and screwing up teams names like i always do but uh <laughs> for that year 
Uh, so, but uh, I think we're gonna do it at six thirty seven yeah. somewhere, probably six thirty ish, because it's it, you know it's 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 gonna take a while to go through four yeah, a six five a six a both boys and girls, um, and go through and pick it because uh, you know it's uh, there is a big uh, match. What Monday? Tuesday actually. Oh Tuesday. Yeah, this is like a winner. I say winner take all. It's for the number two seeding. Um, Lee versus Johnston, round three. Uh, winner gets the two seed, and and I think and normally I know I was reading some comments about the coin. They should just do the coin flag. You don't want to get hurt. But, that was me. <laughs> but knowing Coach Rogers, he you know he's he's like no, I'm a, I'm gonna if I'm gonna get going this, I'm gonna earn the two seed, and and I think that two seed really kind of plays into as far as maybe trying to go in deep into the playoffs. So it's going to be a great game. Will I make an appearance? Who knows? Be, be, on, the, be, be on the lookout. You know, we could probably live stream that game. It'll be a good classic. Uh, but then we also have a couple of games on Monday night too. I think the Bernie girls plays Bandera. I think that's, I think their district finalizes that day. I think they're still in the hunt to, I think for the district title. So we won't find out till maybe late Tuesday night. As far as the you know, the certifications, all the seedings and so forth, especially like down in the valley. So anyone known as in the valleys watching, you know the four A seedings for the girls. Let us know. <laughs> we don't know what's going on down there because the uh, RGV paper doesn't really uh, show much down there as far as their standings and so forth. But but we're looking forward to this. It's gonna be fun. And, and like I said, uh, I have I have a couple favorites. I know I know I have one for five A girls. I know who's my favorite there. So. <laughs> So we'll see. We'll see what what the predictions we have for on Wednesday. All right. So I said I was going to try to keep this a lot shorter. We've shaved off a half hour from last week, so we're right at an hour, an hour and one minute. So uh, goals. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. I was like, <laughs> just keep it short, Harry. Just keep it short. Move, <laughs> move the conversation and let's go. Uh, but thank you, Robert. Hopefully, we'll get to do this again with you. Like I said here, enjoy your knowledge and, and expertise, and especially. Uh, where you're always in the bunker or at the watch parties here to kind of bring that perspective since uh, Royce and, oh, and Roth and I tend to sit on the other side. We're uh, old. <laughs> but uh, what's life without goals? Uh, we're out of here. Hope everybody has a great week. We'll see hopefully most of you on Wednesday. And like I said here, be on the lookout at some point on Friday uh, where we have Edson come on and talk about RGV and focus on that match. But thank you everybody for tuning in. What's life without goals?